Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I did that to my yeah. friend the other day. We were talking about something, and I just like blurted out something that was at the top of my head to say. It was like tough love related. I told her that she'll never be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hello, my beautiful angels, and welcome to another brand new episode of Almost Adulting with me, <laughs> your best friend, your big sister, and your host, Violet Benson. This is the first week of a brand new month on the podcast, which is all about cheating and breakups, whether it's breaking up with yourself from your bad habits, breaking up from a partner, breaking up from a friend, and so on. We are going to dive into all of that. So welcome to August. Also, if you haven't yet, make sure you check out Tuesday's episode. It was actually pretty good, if I may say so myself. It's a 25-minute episode, short and sweet, and it's how to win a breakup. So if you're currently going through a breakup or you're about to get dumped, <laughs> I tell you a guide, step-by-step playbook, exactly what you need to say to win getting dumped and then to have them chasing you back in no time. So make sure you go listen to Tuesday's episode. Okay. So before we get started with this episode, a few things I want to cover. Number one, one thing I thought was really interesting was that Last week, I had Patty from Millionaire's Matchmaker on my show. And what I found that was really interesting, last year when she came on my show, people were so excited about her and they were begging for her to come back. This time, it felt like more people were upset than usual on some of her feedback. And the reason I found that interesting and actually in a weird way gave me hope for love is that... Last year, it felt like maybe more people were open to be players. I do think things are changing and people are becoming more and more lonely and people are seeking real love and they're sick of all these games because this time, a lot of people were upset by that and they were like, who has time for that? Just a one person, blah, blah, blah. I actually warmed my heart <laughs> in a weird way because I slowly started to give up you know, these days when it comes to dating, because it, sometimes it feels like everyone's such a player. So it was kind of nice to suddenly see how the perspective of a lot of people seem to have changed from last year to now where people just want to be loved. They don't want to fuck around anymore. A lot of people are sick of, you know, swiping right and left. It feels empty or th that's at least the perception that I started to get. So I thought it was kind of nice how upset people were when Patty was talking about being a player, because I'm like, wow, maybe people do finally want to settle down and find love because sometimes it feels like people are just always looking over their shoulder for the next best thing so that's that okay so in other news while you'll be listening to this episode 
Wish me good luck because I will be in bed recovering from oral surgery. If you are confused what oral surgery I'm having, it's basically that time of the year where I need to redo my teeth and we are starting with my upper teeth. Most of you know that I have veneers. If you're new here, welcome. I have veneers. I think it is really funny how nowadays everyone has veneers. It's like the cool trend for everyone to just have fake teeth, which is so weird to me because I grew up, you know, getting bullied for having shitty teeth and then needing to have fake teeth. You know how embarrassing it is when you're laughing with your friends and you bite on an apple too strongly and your front tooth just falls off. (laughs) It's not fun. So it is funny to me how now it's like a trend and sometimes I get hate of people being like, oh, you're so fake or like, oh, must be nice to be so rich with your fake teeth. And it's like, actually, (laughs) I have an ear since I was a child. So if you are new here, I was born with no enamel on my teeth and having no enamel meant that nothing protects my teeth. So not only did I have a cavity in every single tooth in my mouth, I have like 10 root canals. I have all the crowns. I have all of it. It's amazing. It's so great. I'm so lucky. I remember growing up, I used to go with my mom to the dentist once a week. Yeah, it's pretty wild for like years. Every week I had to go to the dentist. That's how bad my teeth were. That's what happens when you're born in Russia in November where there's no sun. I was born literally with no vitamin D. Yeah, I was vitamin D deficient, which I still am. So yeah, (laughs) at five years old, I ended up getting veneers for medical purposes. So insurance was always covering half of it. It was never like the celebrity types of veneers that people have. It's, uh, it was like lumineers, capsules, bondings, crowns, and those type of veneers that insurance can cover. My parents always used to make jokes that I've had, uh, I have two cars, five cars in my mouth, blah, blah, blah. But when I created Daddy Issues and I was anonymous two years into doing Daddy Issues, when I finally decided, quote unquote, to come out, I redid my whole mouth with Dr. Daniel Nason. He's a dentist. He's my dentist and he's in Beverly Hills. He's amazing. And I redid my mouth with him to have the celebrity type of veneers because I was like, I'm okay. People making fun of me of anything I have, everything about me, whatever, make fun of me. But I've been bullied for my teeth my whole life. (laughs) I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. So I ended up getting really nice teeth and you know, really helped my confidence. And I've had these type of uh, celebrity veneers for the past only a couple of years. And that's pretty much the only time I felt beautiful. But I will say, blah, blah, blah. Eventually I learned the beauty. You have to learn how to love yourself from inside because confidence is nothing to do with your outside looks, which I will talk about this month on the podcast. But anyway, that's kind of the quick spiel for you guys to understand why I'm now redoing my teeth. So when you get veneers, you have to redo them every 10 years. But people like me who don't have any enamel, they have to redo their teeth more like between five to 10 years. So it is now that time again for me to redo my teeth because I have a root canal, like a really serious root canal, and it's turning black my veneers can no longer hide it. So now when I smile on the upper tooth, you see completely, it's like black. It sucks. Honestly, I cry every time I have to do stuff on my teeth, whether I break a veneer 
or I have to go through oral surgery. I'm not going to lie. It's like the only time where I don't feel strong and it's like it, it becomes a memory of all the years that I struggled through it and all the things I got bullied for. And I just feel, <laughs> it feels like my inner child is crying about it again and getting bullied. And and I just feel like a little girl all over again going through the struggles. But then I have to remember and re remind myself that I'm not that person anymore. On the outside, no one knows the struggle <laughs> that I've gone through with my teeth and, you know, to just suck it up. So basically I'm going to be switching out my whole upper mouth and because of how painful it is to go through it at least for me because I've gone through it so many times to do my teeth that now I have there's uh, the person that provides anesthesia he comes and I, I obviously pay extra for that and he puts me down <laughs> he puts me to sleep and then we fix my teeth so basically it'll be between I think three to six hours to do my upper teeth and I'll be put to sleep. So they're going to remove my current veneers. My dentist, Dr. Daniel Nason, he will then mold, the only guy I trust by the way. So if you live in LA and you wanna get your teeth done, veneers or anything, trust me, this guy's the guy. So um, they remove all my veneers and then he'll mold to figure out like the new teeth for me. Then they send it to a lab. So then for two weeks I will have temporaries on and then I come back, they put me asleep again, and then they will put on my real teeth. Yeah, I have to get put to sleep. Most people don't do that. It's just for me because it's so emotionally draining because like, I don't even know how to explain it, but basically I can't even look at the, at the photos, like the x-rays or whatever of what your real teeth look like. They kind of put it up to kind of figure out how to mold the fake teeth over your real teeth. And even to look at that, I start crying because it like it breaks my heart to know what my real teeth look like. I hate it. So now to just not go through all of it, I just get put to sleep and then I'm good. Anyway, sorry for the long essay. But yeah, so wish me luck. And if you love me, maybe it'll cheer me up if you wrote me a nice five-star review about how much you love my podcast and the podcast app. And then I can just scroll through it while I'm in bed recovering from my oral surgery. Anyway, you guys, enjoy today's episode. I love you. Have a beautiful day. Mwah. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Almost Adulting with me, your favorite host, Violet Benson. So today, my special guest needs no introduction. No although, introduction necessary. I'll introduce you. Today, I have Cami Crawford <laughs> on the podcast. You know her as a sports illustrated model. She is also currently on the show Catfish. Yes. There's currently a new season, so make sure you check it out. It's on MTV. Mm -hmm. And also she has an amazing podcast. I was actually on it the end of June. So definitely check it out. What is yes. the name of your podcast? Relationship with a shit, not ship. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah relatable yes so we had so much fun when we met so because fun. we found out we're both scorpios which is the most important detail of yeah. our new friendship i think you knew i was scorpio because my shirt said that right <laughs> but also your vibes my vibes yeah scorpios we have like a very distinct vibe it's like a friendly but don't fuck with me vibe that's so true yeah when before we started the interview, she was telling me something and how she was setting boundaries. And then she's all like, ah, and then I said, 
hey, listen. And I literally, my face went. <laughs> listen to what I'm telling you. Which is so, it's so Scorpio and it's so scary. It, the switch up is insane. The way that we can fucking flip a switch. Yeah. And just change up our entire face being, it's, it's scary. Because we're so calm when we're mm-hmm. mad. Oh, yeah. If you're arguing with somebody who's not a Scorpio, who's like very like lively and in your face and da da da, and like I would say Aries, Gemini, like very like yeah, a lot of energy in an argument. If you're arguing with a Scorpio, you are gonna feel like you have lost every single time because we don't change our vibe. It's always gonna be like this until it's not, and then you should call the police. Once you drive Scorpios to that edge, that's it. That's and- it. You know a Scorpio's really pissed is when we actually lower our voices mm-hmm. and we start talking, speaking calmly. That's mm-hmm. when you cross the line. Mm-hmm. It's not, if I raise my voice, I'm just like, yeah, it's probably turning me on and being playful. Yeah. But if I just suddenly calm down yes. and I'm just speaking to you this like directly, Let you're done. Let me explain something to you, okay? If I ever start with that, and the thing is we do give warnings. Like we get, we'll be like, do you really want to, are you sure you want, are you positive that this is the direction that you want to go in? Yeah. You want to go there right now? I don't think you do. You should. Oh, okay. And now it's yeah. that. Then it's, it's because we don't always show emotions the way other people do. So then mm-hmm. they want you to get there to see that you care. But once you get there, like one of my other, one of my friends, that my ex friend, once she drove me so mad where I felt so overwhelmed because we're on vacation somewhere. I felt so overwhelmed. Oh. And then I just, and she wouldn't stop texting me afterwards. Like I gave her, I tried to leave the room and I'm trying to give her space and she yes. keeps sending all these mean things. And my flights kept getting canceled. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, and I just started crying. And then afterwards Ugh. she comes up to me and she goes, oh, you're crying. Okay, thank God. So you do care. And I looked at her in my head. I'm thinking like, you are so fucking dead to me once I get home. What was her sign? Sagittarius. Oh, they just don't give a fuck. That's the, that's the problem. Like we don't give a fuck, but we, we have courtesy. They have none. <laughs> they don't <laughs> have any courtesy. And I think she has our own issues because I'm friends with other Sagittarius girls and we get along perfectly. Hmm. So I think it was just a her thing. Mm. But I don't like I don't like that when people drive you so mad just no. to see if you care. That's we, mind game manipulation. And which we don't do anymore because we've grown up from that. We, right. We're grown. Right. Right. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Okay. So what would you say something that most people don't know about you? Ooh. So I have five younger sisters. And when we're together, we're fucking insane. Like we scream, sing musicals and like dance around the house and do crazy shit. And I was just like, nobody knows how goofy I am, which sounds like such fucking pick me girl energy. I'm like, so goofy. I'm so I'm goofy. Like, so nobody like, knows. Oh my God. Look, this phone is all over my head. Like I'm so crazy. I'm <laughs> so crazy, you guys. <laughs> but like I can be. And like I was thinking I was in deep thought today about the fact that the person that I end up with, like I need to be able to show that side to them. Like the person that I end up dating, like Mary, I need to be able to be like that with them, but I feel like I can't. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I just feel like I have to be completely safe with you to be able to show you that side of me, like as a partner, but I feel like I can't and I don't know what it is. And then I was like, I need to talk to my therapist about this. But then I was like, fuck, I don't have a session until next week. So I'm gonna have to just hold on to it. And then by then it'll be a whole other plethora of you things I need to talk me. to her about. Okay, so what do I do? It. Well, <laughs> I can totally <laughs> relate to that. Cause, cause to feel safe, it also means you have to be vulnerable. But if you can never right. be vulnerable, how will you ever feel safe? It's kind of the fear that what if they don't accept that side of you? Yeah. 
Or what if, because it's so much easier, I think, for a lot of people when, if you're not fully yourself and someone walks away, you're like, well, whatever. I never gave them, yeah. they never had a chance to really yes. get to know me. That's why they left. But if if they get to know you and they see the goofy side of you and you shared your personal self mm-hmm. with them and then they walk away, you're like, oh, so you just, you genuinely don't like yeah. who I am as a person. So you don't like that I'm in a silly, goofy mood all the time? So yeah. you don't like my quirky side? Fuck yeah. you. And like, that's, that's what freaks me out because I feel like, I don't know. Cause like with my friends, like it's always like, I'm, that's how we are with each other. But like, I can't be like that with most guys that I've dated. I don't know. And like, they'll show me their goofy side and I'll be like, okay, but I'm not going to show you mine until yeah. we walk down the fucking aisle. And then you're going to get everything. She's going to come down the aisle with quirks. My dad quirks always galore. tells me to like save a crazy for marriage. Yeah. After yeah i don't really haven't learned that yet my mom actually said something really good she said when your babies are kids like they barely speak so you have to learn how to speak Uh and you have to speak more something like that but then when you become an adult you spend your whole life learning how to speak less and how to be more Mm. quiet something like that when she said it was so smart when i'm saying it (laughs) When Not you're babies, you speak, same. but when you don't speak a lot, you speak less when you get older. Wow. <laughs> Mind blowing. Wow. I think uh, Gandhi said that. Yeah. Yes, that was him. <laughs> that was him. I feel like, I don't know. It'll, it'll come with time. I really think it's the Scorpio side of me and also probably daddy issues, a plethora of daddy issues. It's no. funny because I feel that I do show my goofy side really fast but then mm. I have a hard time showing my vulnerable side. So then sometimes because I constantly have to give myself pep talks mm-hmm. and to hype myself up, I'm so used to being so alone. So I, I I have to be there for myself. Then I sometimes don't know how to not be so independent or not pretend to be so strong all the time because then I think a lot of times when I date someone, then they feel that I don't even need them. Yeah. So yeah. I'm overly goofy and then I'm just like, oh, I'm so great. I'm so yeah. perfect. And then, and it's really, I'm just lying to myself. And instead it's just, I think I have to just allow them to be, to say, you're so great. Mm-hmm. You're so perfect. And me just say, thank you. Instead of being like, I know, right? See, and I'm like, stop. Don't say that. But like, oh. I should be like, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to be more like that. Maybe something in the middle yeah. between us. Yeah. <laughs> out, Maybe like, somewhere between here. don't say that and absolutely the fuck more. I am. Yeah, say <laughs> a little more. Yeah. What do you think your love language is? Oh, I know exactly what it is. Okay. It's acts of service and quality time. Wait, what is your love language to show to the other person? Ooh, okay. It's not gifts and I've learned that more and more throughout life. Like I just don't care about buying people presents. Okay. Like I would rather do an activity of some kind so quality time quality time and i would still say acts of service like i like to do things for someone that i know will mean a lot to them but when that like kindness is taken for granted then i tend to revert very very quickly and i guess a little bit of like words of affirmation like i love to make the people who are around me feel good about themselves like and speak life into them i it bothers me so much and I'm trying to get better at like when my friends or like people in my life whenever they're being down on themselves I always want to like come in and be like me too yeah no <laughs> like don't don't go to that place like that's not true like don't talk about my fucking friend like that like that kind of vibe but sometimes people just want you to listen and like not advise them 
Yes, so I've heard. I forget about that as well, where yeah. I kind of have to do an act. If someone comes with me with a problem, mm-hmm. the way my brain works is, okay, let me fix it. Yes, yes. And sometimes I forget that not everyone works the same way. I had to learn that even with my sister, where she had an issue. She felt someone was being mean to her on the internet. Mm. And as she's talking and telling me about it, I go on my phone and I'm like, hey, don't worry. I DM'd her. And I said, yeah. don't speak to my sister that way. And she goes, what? Why would you do that? And by the way, my sister's older too. Oh my but, God. But she's like, why would you do that? Delete that, delete that. And I, I made things worse, actually. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally me. But I was like, wait, but why else would you tell me about this? She yeah. goes, to vent. And I go, oh, you just want me to listen. She goes, yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess we just do things differently. Because for me, I'm like, there's a problem. Let's fix it. Solution. Moving on. I'm solution based. I hate that about myself sometimes because like my mom will call me and I'll be like, okay, I hear you telling me this, but like, what's the solution? How are we going to fix it? What's me the solution? Too. And they'll I, be like, yes, calm down. I don't see the point to just gossip or talk about something. No. If, are we fixing this or not? Let's move on. Yes. But then I found out that sometimes when I do that, where I've learned to just sit there and talk about things or my feelings or I do end up feeling better. So then I'm like, oh, now I understand why other people do this. And that's the thing. I hate it when like my ex-boyfriend, for example, he's a manager. So like he manages things for a living. And I hated when I would be having like an issue, like a work issue, for example. Yeah. And I just want to vent about it. I don't want you to come in with your fucking solutions, but he would always have a solution. And I, and I hated it, but yet I do that to everybody in my life. (laughs) I'm always trying to come up with solutions for other people's issues. That's interesting. That actually, that makes sense. I think I always give tough love. But Mm -hmm. then growing up, I hated when my dad gave me tough love and made me feel unloved. And it took me only till recently to understand that, oh, I'm hurting people's feelings. I'm trying to show them that I care about them, but you're giving tough love. And then I go, wait. I didn't realize that one, the one thing I couldn't stand when my father was doing to me growing up yeah. and made me feel the most unloved, I was accidentally repeating that same action and doing it to other people thinking I'm showing them love. Yeah, I did that to my yeah. friend the other day. We were talking about something and I just like blurted out something that was at the top of my head to say. It was like tough love related. I told her that she'll never be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But it's not, that's not how I meant it. At what point in that's your friendship not- do you just go like... That's not how I meant it. What I meant to say is like, you're blocking your own blessings by focusing on this when you have so many other things. Then she went off on me and I was like, oh fuck. I was like, wait, wait, because that's not how I meant it. I was like, I apologize for how I delivered that because that was not at all what I meant to say. This is what I meant to say. This is how I meant it. And she was like, oh, because bitch, I was really about to fucking you. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Thinking about it, I can understand what you were saying. It's probably she was repeating maybe some mistakes she was making or she was complaining mm-hmm. about the same thing over and over again. You're just like, and she wasn't listening to you. So you go, okay, you know what? If you're yeah. going to keep doing this, then you're never going to be blessed. Literally. How it happened. That's how it happened. Yeah. But I didn't mean it in any kind of malicious way. It was literally just like, we have to move on from this because you have so much more coming for you in the future, but you're not going to get there if you keep fucking putting your headspace over in this shit. Yeah. But it came out as you will never be blessed. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I love you, bitch. I'm that sorry. is so funny. But it's so funny that I understood right away what you meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. But that's, that's not how it came out. And well, I've, I've heard that before, too, from my ex boyfriend. He was like, Your delivery? Not great. I'm like, but yeah, but the intentions, the intentions are pure. But I do have to work on my delivery for a lot of people. I agree. (laughs) But also, 
as much as everyone has completely different childhood trauma, mm-hmm. love languages, triggers, all these things. And how are you really going to be able to just know what each person, what's going to trigger them right. or how to deliver things? Sometimes I think maybe people should be also a little less sensitive. Yeah. And that's how I feel. But then when my friend went into being like, I'm really vulnerable right now. And oh. like right now, I really just need to be like, loved love not tough love and i was like i did not even consider that i am so sorry and i am not somebody to apologize because i'm rarely sorry for anything that i say (laughs) (laughs) but that was crazy that was crazy but But that's like the fixer mentality but it's confusing then are you supposed to be if we have conversations with people you're like wait what type of love are you looking for me right now and also are you looking for me to just listen or to fix okay go ahead i feel like i have to ask that question these days like i feel like i have to ask that from now on just in general in life do you feel like people have gone a little too sensitive because we overanalyze all of our emotions so much i think so i I mean i think people are very very sensitive but then at the same time like i'm sensitive if it's coming from somebody that i truly love like if somebody that i really really love is giving me honest feedback about something like if my mom or like one of my sisters comes to me and they're just like listen like you've been like like you're never gonna be blessed Uh, if they were to say that to me i would be fucking in tears like literally in tears i guess i'm so used to growing up with such russian parents that recently when i was going through my friendship breakup and i explained to my mom something that happened my mother just stopped me and she goes you know whose fault this is and i go whose and she goes yours and i go okay i'm listening go on so that's just how i take feedback i feel like i'm so i feel the same to an extent but i think because i have because i have my younger sisters and they're all different from me and like one of them is particularly more sensitive than the others i've had to learn how to like reframe because my mom is jamaican and she doesn't have any fucking cut cards at all she would always be like if i explain a situation to her she'll be like okay so who's the idiot (laughs) you or them you and I would, you. And it would always come back to me being the idiot you. and i'd be like oh fuck okay well. who's the village idiot yeah <laughs> you who's the idiot <laughs> surprise it's you your mother was born in jamaica right? yeah mm-hmm. i think there's just something about foreign mothers they just oh they're just so wise they beyond their so years because they've been through so much <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to carvana it doesn't get any better than this your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I mean, it, it feels mean, like to the outside person, to Americans, if they were to hear the kind of advice that your mom gives or what my mom gives, they would be like, your mom, like you, she talks to you like that? Or like, you guys talk to each other like that? Well, first of all, I would never speak well, to no, my no, mother no, like that. Of course not. If I told her <laughs> who's the idiot, she'd be like, you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> you for even asking the question. But when she talks to me like that, 
it gets through. But if she were to actually come to me and be like, you are fucking up. Something you're doing is wrong. Oof. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I guess you're right. I can get, I, I get, I'll get upset first too. Oof. And then I'll sit, think about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come back and be like, okay, fine, you're right. But yeah. if, at first I, I would act out as well. But I'm the youngest. Lucky. So, I'm the oldest. Yeah. So everyone <laughs> forgot about you after like the third oh, one. The yeah. third child. Yeah. Well, my mom says that I still act like an only child. Oh. I disagree. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds like something an only child would say. True. Years ago when I, I did an episode about when I was going through depression, it must have been five, six years ago. And I remember this one day, it was the worst day before it was about to click that I was mm. fully depressed. And I remember when I was going, um, when I was about to leave this building I was at, I ran into my ex-boyfriend's mother, but she didn't know that I used to date her son. And she's Jamaican. <gasps> and I remember I ran into her. She needed help in something. So I decided to help her. I don't know how to explain it, but I just remember she stopped there and she looked at me and she said something about how, thank you so much for the help. You're going to be blessed. And she was talking about God and whatever it was. I think I literally was trying so hard not to cry because it was just just when I needed in that moment. She was just so wise. Yeah. And I just and I remember that experience till this day. Yes. Because it was she had no idea who I was, but it was just this like nice Jamaican lady. They're just talking (laughs) to me about being blessed and God and something like that. And I was just like, <laughs> yes. how did you know that's what I needed to hear? Sometimes it's just what you need to hear is from a wise Jamaican lady. Literally. Literally. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to them. Shout out to the foreign moms out there. Yeah. We love you. We love you. Truly. Also the the ones who are not foreign, I'm sure you're amazing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're all right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. I don't want to be mean. I'm trying to work on being Look, nicer. I know. Yeah, same. Do you feel like you've ever changed yourself a little bit to make someone love you? I would say no, but my Libra moon would say maybe. Libra moon. Hmm. I feel like I has to do more with your Venus, don't you think? Because that's my how you Venus love. My Venus is Sag, so she doesn't give a fuck about anyone. <laughs> <laughs> she does not care about yeah. anyone or anything. No, I mean, I would say not to make them love me. But I've definitely been in the space before where you sacrifice where I'm like, oh, you don't think that you're capable of loving me right now. Oh, let me let me show you. You are, you will be because I said so. Oh, that's Sag. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't had to change anything. Yeah. It's more so been like, I'm going to show you that this is what we're doing. And is it usually does it end up being what you're doing? Absolutely. Okay. But then I end up wasting my own time and Yeah. Okay, I got that. Coming out of five, six year long relationships and <laughs> I feel you. I was You have to listen the first time. If somebody says they're not ready, you don't make them ready. That's not how it works. Like you have to listen the first time that somebody tells you, I'm not ready, this isn't what I want, I need more time. Listen to that. Why are yeah. you then making your own narrative? about what the person is ready for. You don't know what the fuck is in their mind. Is that what happened with your last relationship? That's what happened with all of my past relationships. Speaking of relationships, before we dive into, because this month is all about, you know, breakups and cheating and all that stuff and, Mm. you know, surviving a breakup, especially a long-term one. But in those relationships, do you feel like you ever got jealous or you think they were more jealous than you? My ex-boyfriend before this last ex-boyfriend, I've had a few ex-boyfriends, but the last, the one before the last one, wasn't jealous about anything and honestly i think it was the best relationship that i could have had at that time in my life because i was like 
in my late teens, early 20s, like exploring, traveling, like going all these crazy fucking places. I was on a fucking yacht every chance that I got. And he wasn't anywhere to be found during that whole time. We were in college and like, I just did what I wanted. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to Milan tomorrow. And he'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Sounds fun. Oh, I'm going to go to fucking Greece for two weeks. Oh, okay, fun. Have fun. And like, I don't know if maybe he was cheating on me who knows like he just didn't care like he was just like you like that yeah at that point in my life because it was like I still had the comfort of having a boyfriend and like somebody that I could talk to when I felt lonely and like somebody to have sex with but I didn't have to like he never made me feel like I had to be in the house or like why are you going out or why Uh. like I could fully do anything that I wanted and like party and have a good time I'd never did anything with anybody else but like I could just live and he didn't care, but I still had a boyfriend. Yeah, that is nice, especially when you're younger. Yeah. When do you think it's crossing the line in relationships? Like, do you think it's okay for like your partner to go through your phone? No. Have you ever gone through someone's phone? I went through his phone one time. The guy that didn't care? Yeah. Wait, are you cheating? Is he, oh my God, maybe he doesn't care too much. Yes, exactly. He, we were at a gas station. He got out of the car and his phone was there. So I was like, I'm going to look at it because it was right there. Like, why not? Yeah. And I looked at it and he got a text from like some girl named Egypt. And I, in my head, created this entire scenario. She sounds exotic. Where he met her at a strip club. Oh, yeah. She was a stripper. He's in love with her. Naturally. Yeah. He's cheating on me with Egypt. Because she said something, whatever she said, it was not even enough information for me to then run with my brain. But of course, my brain just went through. So he gets in the car. And I don't know if he knew that I went through his phone or like how, because my energy shifted, obviously. Right. And I must have just been like, who the fuck is Egypt? Yeah. And he was like, she's in my science class and we have a project due on Thursday. She wants to know when we can meet up to finalize it. You're fucking insane. And I was like. So was he cheating on so, you with Egypt? I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I don't think so, though. I genuinely think that I just like let my mind go to these crazy but places. You, but I never I've never looked in a man's phone since. Oh, really? Never. Yeah. I think I think once you get to that point where you start going through each other's phones, that's kind of when you should know it's over. Yeah. Yeah. My ex did go through my phone one time and it. <laughs> honestly, it was in the beginning of our relationship. And when he went through it, I thought that he saw something else. But he didn't even see, he didn't even get to the good part. He got to like fucking nothing. He saw something that was literally nothing. And I was like, oh, that's what you saw? Oh my God. Well, what are your thoughts on cheating? <laughs> I just feel like if you have to cheat, you might as well just break up. Like, I, agree. I just don't. And I was thinking about this yesterday too about like monogamy. Like, do you believe in monogamy? Yes. I do too. Like, oh, okay. I, I genuinely the way do. You said it. But like, I feel like, <laughs> right, my it's delivery. Like yeah. Do you oh, believe yeah, in monogamy? Uh. You're right. That is, <laughs> your delivery is off. Are you sure you believe in monogamy? Because <laughs> I do too. Oh. I believe in it. Like I genuinely believe that you can be with one person. It's really like discipline and just like, I feel like if you can be disciplined at anything in life, why can't you be disciplined at being with the same person and like working towards that with somebody. Do I believe that you could be attracted to people? Of course, people are attractive. Like yeah. why wouldn't you be attracted to multiple people? But then to act on that attraction is something completely different. And I don't believe in that. So what would you say your definition of cheating is? I think cheating 
is anything that crosses any kind of, I would say physical boundary, but- Oh my God, you read like, my mind. I was like, she's gonna say physical boundary. Physical boundary. <laughs> People in therapy. Whenever it crosses a physical boundary- Oh, <laughs> you're so right. Sometimes therapy I'll talk. say certain things, you will be like, oh, that is therapy talk. Yes. And I'd be like, I did not realize, but mm -hmm. it's also all the books I read. Right. And when it crosses a physical boundary or like, I'm trying to think like if your man is out somewhere and some girl's flirting with him and he's like telling her shit that he would do to her, like that's no, cheating to me. That's that's too far. That's too far. It crosses a boundary. It might not be a physical boundary, but like, but then I, I've told you like I've emotionally cheated before. Which we're gonna get there yeah like kind of numerous surprise. times surprise <laughs> she's a hypocrite <laughs> shocker bing, 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 bing. <laughs> no yeah i am i am because like but you know what oh god well you can try to fucking flip it any way that you want but in my mind it's like protection like it's like protecting myself because i know that the relationship that i'm in is crumbling and so Aww. in order to like have a safe place to land afterwards I, in the past, had, like, I realized that I had started creating, like, safe spaces outside of my relationships to be able to go to when it ended. And then when it would end, then I would end up hooking up with that person. Then we would be in a relationship. Interesting. So then do you think, <laughs> do you feel like then, because that's why I asked, because, A, it's very interesting, important to know our definitions of cheating because mm -hmm. that's enough, that's one thing we don't realize yeah boundaries and all our definitions are completely different mm -hmm. so sometimes what you think cheating is is not what the other person thinks cheating is yeah so that's why i asked so you saying emotionally cheating that's not really cheating for you but it is but it is to some people <laughs> but it, honestly some people would say it's worse what do you yeah i was gonna say what do you think is worse emotional cheating or physical cheating i don't want either one done to me me neither but as i've gotten older I almost started thinking maybe emotional cheating because I think sometimes it feels like, well, I don't know, because for women, we need emotional mm -hmm. connection in order, a lot of times in order to actually have sex. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't feel like it's almost worse versus right. you going to China on a work trip and you just have a one night stand. Right. So why China specifically? <laughs> oh, my dad used to go to China for work. <laughs> I don't That's why. Who knows what my dad was up to? I don't know. Honestly, who knows what anyone is up to? And that's what scares me. So you think you were doing those things a out of fear, but also when mm -hmm. you were no, when you were start, when you start to feel unsafe in your relationship. Yeah. And when I knew it was over, like when I knew it was already ending, I, I always know when the relationship's ending. And instead of that? getting out of it, usually for me, it takes about a year and a half to two me years. Too. Me too. <laughs> yeah and i literally like start. my ex i like hated the guy yeah and we stayed together for seven years yeah and they're always like why didn't you just end it when you knew and it's like because i had to i had to grieve i had to go through my process and yeah. it takes time but like this last relationship i got out of that was the scariest ending of a relationship for me because i didn't have a backup plan like i'd never made right you said another that plan your five-year relationship your most recent one yeah. is the only one you never even emotionally quote-unquote cheated no and honestly, I wish that I had. Oh. <laughs> what? Because it would have made it easier. But I didn't because that was endgame for me. And I'm like, why do I need to, I don't need to cultivate anything outside of this because this is, this is it. Like, this is what I want. And when that didn't happen, I was like, fuck, I don't even have like a rebound. Like, I don't have, I don't have anything that I want. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing there. But I think it was a good 
learning lesson for me because it made me realize how often in the past I did have something else mm-hmm. to fall back on and like how dangerous that is of a mentality to try to 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 build up in yourself of like there's always something else out there when you start to notice it wasn't working out with your other relationships we were just talking about cheating and you said people shouldn't cheat they should just if this not working out they should leave yeah obviously for you definition of cheating is physical Mm -hmm. that's why it's not the same emotional but then why didn't you just leave did you communicate that you were feeling unsafe or you just decided to just resort back to your emotional connections with other people. I think I did, but I think I was also young and like not fully mentally aware of myself or like what I actually needed and wanted out of a relationship. But because I never crossed a physical boundary with anybody, I didn't consider, like I didn't even consider that it could be emotionally cheating. I just considered it like, oh, I'm like flirting with somebody that I'm comfortable with. Oh, now I'm out of this relationship. Oh, now we're together. Oh, I understand why you are confused and upset why I'm with this person that I told you not to worry about because (laughs) yeah, (laughs) clearly there was something to worry about. People need to stop doing that though. Yeah. Every time I've done that to one of my exes where I was worried about someone, that is who they ended up with. And And I never understood it until someone one or two people did that to me and literally the first that person was the first person i went to yeah that's just one thing you should never just do but how would you feel if one of your the current partner you were with was doing what you were doing a couple of years ago i would be fucking fuming would you consider that cheating yes interesting (laughs) anything that's done to me it's cheating wrong blasphemy got it well but then I don't know. I feel like the physical aspect of cheating, if somebody, and I haven't been cheated on to my knowledge in that way, but if somebody were to physically cheat on me, I just feel if we don't have any, we're not married, we don't have kids, we don't have any attachments, I think it would be very easy to leave. But I've talked to my friends about situations where like, if you are married, you have a home together, like this person cheats on you, you have children, like how do you what do you do how yeah. do you react like what there's no right way to do any of those things i just feel like i could never fully trust you again Same. now if you, if my husband or my boyfriend had an emotional affair affair with i can't even fucking say it an emotional affair with somebody else so that's your bitch so go be with her because you're in love yeah i don't know what's worse i don't know what's worse because if i found out somebody my partner physically cheated on me as long as I don't find out. If I mm-hmm. found out between the two secretly, I would be able to forgive the physical. Mm-hmm. We even talked about it. It's more about public things. Oh, yeah. So I do think if it was a one-time thing and I found out, but no one else knows yet, yeah. and he hasn't done anything to embarrass me, I think as much as I act like I'm so proud, secretly, I would let that go and stay with that person. Mm-hmm. But I, it, it, would, it would break my heart enough that I would love them a little less. And that's what I don't But want. emotionally, no. No, emotionally, no emotionally if a man is having an emotional affair first of all we know how long it takes them to tap into their fucking exactly so if you're having an emotional (sighs) affair you're in love and let me help you help yourself let me help you let me help you pack your bags yeah and i'll drop you off move in with her yeah you're in love because that that (laughs) like even thinking about it just shatters my heart no i can't like I watch old Oprah episodes and like they're talking about the guys sending her emails like, I wish that I could be with you right now. I love you so much. Like I'm in love with you. I'm going to leave my wife any day in this family. It's it's fake. It's like, if I were to see something like that, I would be fucking devastated versus yeah. if I were to see texts like, 
7 p.m., room 563, Beverly Hills Hilton, I would be like, okay. Because you can justify that because you're kind of thinking, okay, he's a man, he has urges, he mm-hmm. went away to China on a business trip. <laughs> he was in China. <laughs> you know business- what happens. Yeah, you know what happens there. He was there on a business trip. It doesn't mean versus, yeah, just love letters or. Yeah, love letters, uh, bro. <sighs> Because every ounce that. of that love that you're giving to somebody else is like one ounce less that you're giving to me. And I can't fucking stand that. And that it's physical versus am I so unlovable? You couldn't yeah. love me. Oh. Like, What did I do? And then no. that's what becomes that. Why am I taking on this hypothetical scenario as if it's happening to me? I it's breaking my heart. Right now. It's breaking I my so, heart. I feel the same way. I'm like shivering. I'm heartbroken right now. I'm gonna go in my car afterwards and cry about this. Oh my god! Like I can't believe he's cheating on me. I feel the same way, and I actually remember with my first boyfriend, we broke up when he went away to college, Mm. and then when he came back, I was so desperate to want to make it work with him. And then he first was answering his calls, and we had to call from private from answer. Uh, By the way, I was like 19, so you know, 19 and 20. And then he finally answered his call. So then we hang out, we have sex. I remember he went to the bathroom. I went through his phone, (gasps) and when I went through his phone. It was just like the most lovely, sweet text messages to another girl. She just left his house. She came to stay with him. That's why he wasn't answering his phone. I f- completely forgot about this. And it was just the sweet, like, I can't stop thinking about you. Like, I love your eyes. And I think that's what broke my heart. It wasn't even the fact that he finally answered my, my phone calls and we just had sex. It was more like, oh, my God, I am the other girl. Like, yeah. He doesn't he's saying words to someone else that i wish he would say to me uh, i don't mean anything this this was just sex for him mm. it wasn't more like well i guess he's fucking both of us girls no. it was more like i'm nothing yeah and i remember i i could not react and i i went to my friend's house afterwards my friend picked me up and i was just silent and then i just sat in the room and i remember oh my god i remember i just started bawling and i was just like Oh, oh. Why won't he love? I keep oh. thinking about it. It's breaking my heart. It was my first heartbreak. And yeah. I, I remember just bawling. I was just like, why not me? I don't understand. But it was very interesting how seeing those sex and my heart being broken so badly. Yeah. I never went back to him after that. Yeah. Again. That kind of that kind of shit. So like not that long ago, I got an email from this girl. She basically sent me this long email about an ex-boyfriend of mine. And she was like, I can't keep holding on to the secret. He was cheating on you with me, blah, 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 all this shit. And like, I have not been in that relationship in fucking God knows how many years. So I sent it to him and I was like, LOL, get your bitches, bro. (laughs) I was like, what kind of dick did you fucking give this girl? Why is she sending me an email years later? And he ended up telling me that like she was dealing with some mental stuff and he didn't confirm or deny it, but he kind of was like, I didn't even meet her until like a year after we had broken up and like whatever. But I'm so far removed from that, that if I were to find out that an ex had cheated on me now, I don't think that I would give a fuck. But in the moment, of course. Yeah, I don't like, care. Probably all my exes cheated on me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have never, and I, every time I see like a TikTok or a YouTube video or something about somebody being cheated on, it breaks my heart every single time for the person that's talking about it. But I've never had to go through it, thank God. Because I really don't think that I would handle it well. But at what point in your five-year relationship when you thought this was endgame, did you realize this is not endgame? Two years before it ended. Yes. What did you say for two extra years? Pandemic. Okay. Also 
I was just like fucked in the brain. But like, you still stayed for two more years and you still didn't do your normal emotional cheating. No. So you still were hopeful then. I was hopeful. I was also mildly depressed. Yeah. And there was like a lot of things going on with me emotionally. And he had kind of went so far to the left. Like he was living kind of like a single life, which was bizarre to me. He was like deleting pictures of us off of his Instagram. We were still together, mind you. Aww. What kind of narrative are you, like what kind of picture are you painting right now for somebody else to think that you're single? Because that's how that's how you're looking right now. Is that how you're wanting to look? Like it was very, yeah. very weird and strange. And I don't know if he was emotionally cheating. I don't think so because I don't really know if he has many emotions but it was like he was visually checking out to like the rest of the world and so that kind of was like a deal breaker for me because for me i'm like we're making all these plans like we're doing all these things why are you trying to create a, a narrative and a life where i'm not in it yeah it's bizarre yeah and you were holding on to the promises that were made yeah. in the beginning yeah but then finally, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, whoever I'm with needs to be fucking ecstatic about having me anywhere, even fucking breathing on you, let alone sucking your dick. Like, I would think. <laughs> I would think. You, one would think. One would think, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> Crazier things have happened. So now my, my frame of mind is that I am single until I'm married because I don't want to be in another situation and maybe it is out of protection for myself, but I don't want to be in another situation where I put all of my eggs in one basket for someone who can't make a decision about me. I know. Do you regret spending five years on this person? No, because I think I don't, I really don't have many regrets in life ever because I think everything is a learning experience, like trial and error, everything happens for a reason. At the same time, like I've realized recently while now dating that I still have trauma that I have to heal from, from that relationship that could yeah. take a long time to get to because now I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, like say I do meet the man of my dreams. Like, am I even fucking ready for him? Because in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't know when you could switch up and change up on me yeah. in the midst of us making these plans. to Like I need a ring. I need that a is, ring. I need a contract. I need contract. all that. Can I need you sign a contract. This? Okay. I agree. That's what's scary <laughs> when I watch people in love. Sometimes I start to become fearful as well because it's like, forget the cheating. Okay. You made it to the ring part. Mm -hmm. You're engaged. That engagement can be canceled. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Now you got married. Okay. You made it to the marriage part. Yeah. Your partner may still not love you tomorrow. So, yeah. you may get a, you may part ways. But wait okay you made it to the kids okay we have kids finally this yeah. is it he could die tomorrow and you're like oh. are you kidding me <laughs> oh my god he fucking died are you kidding me he died that's How it he's dare gone you you're like oh. yeah so it's every time and then you're supposed to just sit and then constantly worry to the point that you self-sabotage mm -hmm. because you have to you have to force yourself to enjoy the the, the good moments because you yeah. just never know when it's over it's such a water sign thing to do sometimes i'll literally think like why are we put on this planet to love people if they're just going to be gone and then it's like who the, the fuck thinks about that but then i'll talk to my pisces sister and she's like me <laughs> sometimes i leave my parents house and i'm so overwhelmed by how much fun now as an adult i have with my parents and how much better we get along and mm -hmm. how much i can see my dad loving me and then i'm just like what if they die and i'm like stop don't think like that don't think like, don't think like that it's like don't think like that and then the i'm just like thinking about it and I'm like stop stop it stop it stop it stop it. 
the intrusive thoughts get to be too much sometimes and i'll just start crying yeah that's me or i get overwhelmed by the love that i'm getting from my or what i feel like is love i think it's love different definitions for different people Mm -hmm. me growing up in such a cold household for what i consider love is just even being around each other i get so now overwhelmed by all those emotions that i just start crying about it that's me on my birthday every year when people wish me happy birthday i literally sit at home shaking i'm just so overwhelmed with love (laughs) what do you think the hardest part about your breakup was i think the first hardest part was trying to unlearn him as a part of my future like that was (laughs) that's so sad i'm sorry oh bitch sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh that's really sad it was sad at that time yeah it's gone now and now i'm like what like yeah obviously (laughs) of course everything's great but i think now the residual effects of not liking public shit not liking people in my business although i sit on these microphones and tell all of my business but like the fact that i didn't ever blast him i didn't try to make anything nasty like that's just not my vibe now i'm realizing that it's kind of allowing people the opportunity to come up with their own version of what happened Mm -hmm. where i then become the villain of the story because he is more emotional about things and like you know when someone else is going out Uh. and looking sad and you know whatever and you're shooting for sports illustrated swimsuit and like living your best life it looks like I got over things really quickly. But oh, as I told you, it took two years for me to to realize that this was not. But Scorpios, we hide those things. Right. We don't need. It's only when we're ready and we're in control of the situation. But that does yes. suck. I can, I can totally understand. That's, that's not fair. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, because then it makes everybody look at him like, oh, like poor thing and then it's like but she just fucking broke up with him and then two weeks later she was up and it's like no (laughs) no i was actually driving myself crazy for two years trying to get this relationship back on track and then it ended and i was fucking a mess yeah and then i picked myself back up and i got back to work and started doing my thing like so that is now becoming a hard part for me of course is like having the the urge to be like you have no fucking idea but then being like 
it's not I don't, worth it. It's not worth it. And I yeah. don't owe anybody any fucking explanation. Exactly. I think sometimes the, you kind of start to wonder, especially when you're in the public eye, you're like, where's the line mm-hmm. of how much I'm going to be sharing with my life and how yeah. much I'm not going to because I deserve privacy. Yeah. But it does suck where people will assume anything and then you have to sit there and you have to defend yourself and you're like, why? That's so not fair. I don't want to have to do that. And like now that I'm dating, like even sometimes feeling like, okay, I don't want to go out to this place or be seen with this person because I don't want for it to get back to him. But then I'm like, who gives a fuck what he thinks? But like people from the outside looking in will think that I've moved on quickly. Not anymore because they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> they better be fucking listening. But you know, as a, Scorp- <laughs> as a Scorpio, I feel like uh, I know who I am mm-hmm. and I am such a giver and I allow people to take advantage of me and I forgive people a million times. But when people take it too far and, or they try to play the victim, whatever, because they think I'm going to feel sorry for them, what they don't understand is I personally have no problem playing the villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I will mm-hmm. not think twice about it. And yeah. I, because as long as I know who I am. Yeah. I think a lot of times if you if you deep down think you are a bad person, blah, blah, then you'll go out of your way and defend yourself. But the, the, yeah. the honest truth is the truth always comes out. Right. And yeah. people will see it. And the people that matter, mm-hmm. they know who you are and they love you. Yeah. I ended up having to tell him that because he's not a bad person. Right. But I had to tell him whatever story you want to spin to try to make this look like it's my problem like it was a me thing go right a fucking head because the people that you're telling that to that believe you i couldn't give a fuck less about yeah the people that you're telling it to that know me will know that i've done everything that i possibly could and like most people that know me know that i literally wait until the wheels fall off like i ride until the wheels fall off and then i'll just be fucking grinding on the gears yeah down the street pushing it along (laughs) until it literally bursts into flames and then when i see the last piece of film from the car then i'm like okay maybe i should leave this car alone maybe i should walk away but i will wait until it goes up into flames before i let go so the people who know me know that about me and they know that if i make a decision all my friends and family were like we know that if you have made a decision and you are standing on it and you're telling everybody including my dad my grandma like when i get to that me too (laughs) then you know i hide it first anything they do wrong the minute i finally open my mouth specifically to my parents and friends they did this and this and actually that was weird that's how i know i can never go back no you can't it's done because they're gonna be like oh you're fucking stupid one time i dated this guy and then when it stopped working out i was like v you have to move on i'm like you know i'm just gonna tell my dad i was like dad he used to do crack <laughs> my dad started crying <gasps> he goes what? What? why is she with someone that does crack like, but then but the problem is because you're you know your parents are going to turn into a personal thing against them and their parenting I know, yeah i know that's why i have to be dad he used to do crack just in case i ever say i want to go back to him just know this little piece of information <laughs> That's literally how I am with my parents, but my mom specifically, there are still things that she doesn't know because I know if I tell her, she's going to look at me like, oh, I raised a fucking idiot. Oh, so you're a clown. Aw, you're the village clown. But we're too hard on ourselves. We have to understand that's the crazy part. And that's why people don't understand. It's so much easier to judge Mm -hmm. everyone else until you're in that situation. Yeah. And you're so blinded by love Mm -hmm. and you start to sacrifice and you're like, yes, but 
this person loved me or used to love me and yeah. he made all these promises i'm trying to get there it's only up to us to finally learn our lessons ourselves and to walk away yes. but it does suck where you hold in things that you think is going to make you seem pathetic blah blah, blah whatever like everyone does the same shit everyone for does love. the same shit i mean yeah when you're on your deathbed people always look back at wishing they loved harder mm -hmm. yeah one thousand percent and that's why now, no matter how quote unquote pathetic things that I feel like sometimes in my definition of pathetic that I do when it comes to the people I date, I kind of, I feel like in a way I'm always now proud of myself because mm -hmm. I think, you know what, at least I tried and yes, yes, maybe that was pathetic or whatever, but now I know I've done everything and I, I love that about myself. I love yeah. that I really give it, give my all and I love that I have no ego when it comes to love, especially towards the end. Like, I don't mind that I didn't walk away. So I think if you kind of change your perspective and you kind of give yourself a pep talk because those are wonderful traits yeah. i'd rather be that person that tried and that's why i can leave situations with no regrets because yes. if i ever leave a second too early then i end up thinking about it and then i just wind up back in the same cycle with the same person but i agree with you like why and that's why i've decided recently that like the chill girl vibe is not my fucking vibe i'm not gonna be fucking chill I, this is how i am yeah <laughs> this is Honestly, who i am as a person Maybe because we're having heart to heart and both water signs, but I personally really like the person that you are. Thanks. So I really like you. I love you. <laughs> I love, you too. I love <laughs> us together. I know. <laughs> I know. So I know. Great. But like, I can like feel your energy and your emotions, and you are a very good person. I feel Aww. it. Oh, stop. What's something that you put up with in your last relationship that you will never put up with again? I'm never going to put up with again being with somebody who and maybe not even all by their own fault, but partially mine as well, where I am constantly being the one to listen and advise and do all the things. And then I become like back burner. Like there were so many times, you know, as he's building his career and things like that, where we would sit on the phone for hours talking about his shit, his day, me fucking going from top to bottom list of things that fixing fixing things and like helping through contracts and like watching tapes and videos and things like all the things that I was doing. And then at the last second, he'd be like, okay, babe, uh, thanks so much. Um, I'll talk to you later. And I'd be like, my day was good also. Oh, so you became his assistant. 1000%, 1000%. That's how it felt. It's because you continue to be so strong that he yeah. forgot for a second Yeah. that you're not always strong and to check in with you. I he was got, falling he got apart. Used to it. I was mentally falling apart. And that was but, your way of begging for him to give you, you were showing him love in a way that you were hoping to receive it as well. And yeah. he wasn't hearing it. No, but I also put all of my focus on him. So how could I blame somebody for not reciprocating something when I wasn't demanding anything to be reciprocated because everything about my life became about his life. And yeah. that's why when I got out of the relationship, I was like, oh, I have all this free time. I have all this free mental space to be able to do my own thing, do what I want to do and like get to know myself and what I like to do. This is another thing that I've recently still been working on is not changing my plans or not making plans because i'm waiting for somebody else to make plans with i me. used to do that I still do sometimes i used to do that all the time literally not eating dinner until the last fucking second because i would be like oh they're gonna call me to make dinner plans and then he'll be like oh i just left dinner i'll be like 
oh fuck it's 10 30 and i haven't eaten anything because yeah. i was waiting because you want to be available like especially with how busy our fucking schedules are like i'm very fucking busy so in my f- little bit of free time that i have i yes. want to spend it with the person that i want to spend it with yes and my time is all i have to offer and mm-hmm. the most valuable thing so if i'm yes. i'm this little time that I have, I'm giving it to you, like respect and then when they don't, because mm-hmm. their their schedule's different or they don't think like that, then you're kind of like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Or he would be like, if I did make plans with somebody else, he'd yeah. be like, oh, well, I just thought we were gonna do something together. <laughs> like, well, you didn't plan anything, like if I would have known. And then it got to be a cycle of where I'm not making plans with people because I'm leaving myself available to you. And I've decided I don't need to fucking do that anymore. Like, we're not a fucking family. I don't have to carve out time in my fucking schedule for you. Like, if you want to hang out with me, make plans in advance. Yeah. But you know, one thing that I noticed that you said, which is based on research that I mentioned before, when it comes to breakups, research shows that when a woman is going through a breakup, she tends to blame herself for why things didn't work Mm. out or say, well, I should have done this or I could have done that. And for men... Research shows the men tend to say, well, that person should have done this and you should have done this and this. And I noticed when you were saying he never asked about me, blah, blah. And then I felt like, honestly, I felt for a second, my heart ached for a second because I can relate Mm -hmm. when you go, well, you know, that was on me. Like, how would he know Mm -hmm. that I need him to ask about me? But no, because in the relationship, any relationship, you you would think you have to have a partner that the person cares about your life. The yeah. person's intrigued what's going on, yeah. wants to check in with you. I don't think you should ever have to make someone care about you yeah. or be like, hey, can you ask about me? That's kind of, that's part of a partnership. Yes. Partnership, two people. Right. Which is not what it became in the end. So it's not your fault. <laughs> Thank you. Like, why do we make these scenarios in our head where we then become the person that's wrong? I think, well, I think for me personally, if I pretend everything's my fault, then I'm the bad guy, whatever, and I have no emotions, I didn't care. But if I actually have to admit that I got played, mm. then I'm like, fuck, like, I'm the village idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hanging out with Cammy now. I'm with her. You know? And the thought, the feeling of admitting, like, no, I actually got played. No, I'm the idiot. How did I not see this coming? Then that's hard for me to deal with. And that's why sometimes I almost go out of my way to pretend like things are my fault because it's much easier to, you know, like in movies when I watch the bad guy, Mm -hmm. I want to be the bad guy, but I can never be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. But I always, growing up, that's who I always wanted to be. So interesting. And I do that. I do do that a lot. But I also have been trying to, because of the fact that in that relationship, one of the best things that I learned and feedback that I got was about apologizing and taking accountability because he did most of the apologizing in the relationship. Like if ever there was a situation, which I always felt like, well, yeah, you should apologize because you're wrong. But like (laughs) he did, but that's also my rising Virgo stepping in. Um, I'm never wrong, but he would always be like, you need to. friends supporting friends what it is (laughs) um he would always be like i need you to take accountability here like i need you to acknowledge where you went wrong and it was hard for me to do and so now like looking back in retrospect i'm now taking accountability for things but yeah you're right fuck him i think i think it's (laughs) 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 yeah I think it's it's one thing to apologize and mm-hmm. it's one thing to take accountability. 
Mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of times maybe some of us have a hard time saying sorry, but we definitely do try. Yeah. So I think those two things are completely different. And it's another thing if he keeps apologizing, but then he's doing the same thing over and over again, that that apology doesn't really mean much. It doesn't mean so, shit. And <laughs> also when two people part ways, you can't sit and pretend like you're both, one of you was an angel. It takes mm-hmm. two people to build the relationship. It takes two people to break the relationship. Yeah. Usually, yes, one of them is the one that's really not putting all the effort and just one of you ends up fighting. It seems like the lot that towards the end of the two years, it seems like he was checked out and you were still fighting for something mm-hmm. that wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't <laughs> it imagine. Exhausting. It's exhausting. But I think also as women, like we, we do that. Like that's just what we do. But then as women and based on research as well, it shows that as women, we tend to be the ones to really think of our emotions, cry nonstop to our friends, be depressed about it. And then men always tend to look like they're moving on really fast, mm-hmm. at, at least in, behind closed doors. And then cry later. And then six months into it, you're fully healed. You're over it. You've moved on. And that's when you get that text from your ex. Like, yeah. did we make a mistake? Because mm-hmm. now he finally, after six months, has time to just sit in this, with his thoughts. And suddenly he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. I mean. That's why I'm getting emails till this day. So (laughs) if you walked into a room with all of your exes in that room, would you leave or would there be someone specific that you would want to see and make it work with? Make it work? Never. But like there isn't someone you would choose again? No. But like I still, I still could hit up one of my exes and be like, what's up? For what? For what? <laughs> Why would you do that? But for? like, I could. Like, yeah. I didn't. I nothing bad happened. No, I could hit up all my exes and say what's up, yeah. but not to be like, should I suck your dick? No. <laughs> do you want to go down? I mean, none of that. No. I'll just be like, I. Ugh, I get the immediate ick after I'm done. Me too. Like, I, I don't I'm on good terms with me. all of my exes. I am, except well, I mean, I just don't love them. I don't love any of them, and I don't want any of them again. I wish them nothing but what they deserve. for sure do you feel like you also stayed longer in the five-year relationship because you felt like you already spent so much time in that relationship or because of our age and getting older fully fully because i was like okay well i don't even know i'm gonna be 30 this year and i don't know why we in our late 20s early 30s think that like the rest of our lives are doomed after that like if we haven't found our person by 30 yeah we're not gonna find him until we're 45 like that's not even fucking realistic yeah that's not realistic i have friends who have just recently at 37 met the love of their lives and like are having kids and having families so like wait that long uh, neither do i neither do i oh my god that's so good for her no i wouldn't want not the same me. not for me but for her it happens wonderful. like it happens yeah so but i don't know why we put so much pressure like i was afraid because i was like okay i get out of this and then what like i'm gonna start dating again and then what i'm gonna meet the person at like 35 and then right. what? then my eggs have fucking fried up and now i can't even f- have a baby like these are all the things it that go through the, br- through the brain about that. it sucks because guys don't have to think about this at all yeah they're like are you gonna freeze your eggs is that something you're gonna worry about and you're just like i have to worry about freezing my eggs yes lit. okay cool. great cool and it's painful too i heard yeah so wonderful yeah great. perfect thing I have to exactly go what i want to do <laughs> yeah and then for guys like most of the guys that I'm even looking at on Raya, I'm like, if you're not over 34, I don't want to fucking talk to you. 
That's amazing, though, that you... It took me a second to hit that. I was still dating guys a little younger than me, and they were all 29. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I just love because they look so young and fun. Mm -hmm. And then I was just, after the last one, I was kind of like, you know what? They're idiots. I don't want <laughs> I'm not doing fun. this. I want so old now I and look rich. for guys who are older. Yeah, I would I like I would like one to be rich as well. And rich. Me too. I changed my, my little age thing to, uh, I think I meant like, I put it down to 29 because I'm like, I'm 29. This is okay. But I really am not looking at you if you're, if it's anything younger than 33. But I put it to 45, but I really meant like 41, 42. Same. Do you feel like now that you're back in the dating scene, do you feel like you're, you, in the beginning, maybe you were constantly comparing it, those men to your ex? No. Okay. She's like, I'm, I was so done with him. I'm so done. When I'm done, I truly am done. And there's nothing that can bring me back. Was it hard to jump back into the dating scene after being with someone again for five years? It's not even jumping back in the scene. It's being on the scene for <laughs> the first time in my life. Yeah. It was terrifying. But I'm realizing now that it's actually not that scary because not every guy that I talk to or go on a date with has to become my husband. Like, cause that's what my brain is trained to think. Like, this is going to be the next <laughs> like, five years of my life. Right now, cause I'm like, right. I have to remember that. Cause I'm, yes. I'm such a serial dater as well. Yes. I always have a boyfriend. And even yes. when I say I'm not dating, technically I am kind of dating someone. So then I'll be like, yeah. ah, shit. How do I, but right now I'm as alone as it gets. Like very, like no one. You're not talking to anyone. No one. Not having sex with anyone. Definitely not having sex, but also not talking to anyone. No one. Wow. I feel like I fall in love so fast in my brain. Like, I'm like, like, I'm in love with them. I'm going to keep you. (laughs) in love with them. I went on a fucking first date, what, a month ago? And afterwards, I called my sister. So I was like, I'm in love. We're getting married. I went to Greece end of June. In the beginning of that month, anyone I would be talking to, like, literally my brain, I would be like, should I invite them to the wedding? Like, what yeah. if they can come meet me in Greece? And then I'm already start planning. And I'm like, bitch, you've known them for two days. Relax. No, because you have to think about these things. Yeah, but will he look cute in a suit? Should I ask just in case if he can be my plus one? Is it too late to ask no. to be my plus one? And then, you know, it doesn't work out after a week. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I have plans for us. Do you want to know how fucking crazy I am? I think about like, me pushing out our firstborn and like looking over to the left at him and like is this the face that i want to look at i'll be honest that kind of makes me feel a little bit better about myself because <laughs> i thought i was scrum. I was like okay so i'm fine yeah that's so funny you're like <laughs> yeah, okay we're good i'm in love with you yeah the- like if it's, it's a beautiful face like picking up the child and like is, do i love him in that moment yes okay, okay so, so we then, all good. have the same thoughts yeah but that's what bothers me that's why when every time i meet someone and they're like engaged now and you're like so how did you know and you're like once once you meet the one you just, you know. just know and i'm like but i know it about I all of them for you you used to fall in love with every single guy because so then i'm like but every single guy i meet i'm like no this is it this is the one he's, he's the one yeah you've pictured the last name I always the wedding do that. invitations. I always do my name with their last name, and I'm always like, that doesn't work. I'm like, it's fine. I'll keep my yeah, last yeah. name. He'll understand. Right. It's 2022. Meanwhile, you just met him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get it. He'll get it one day. He, he's not going to get it now because we just met yesterday, but soon he'll but understand. But maybe they, I think they do the same thing with us. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I wonder if she has nice nipples. It's definitely. That's definitely what they think about. I would like to see your tits. Oh, does that girl have tits too? Oh, yeah. I love those tits. 
that that's them and we're like do you think her nipples are brown or last name (laughs) that's the thoughts honestly if they could like run a wire through your thoughts on a first date through a guy's mind and a girl's mind i guarantee you that's exactly what it sounds like yeah it's him being like do you think her nipples are brown no they probably like a pink maybe like a little hmm do you think they get hard when it's cold or are they just always soft Hmm. meanwhile the woman yeah i wonder if he likes the color champagne for the invitations yeah well we maybe do ivory june wedding or july and he's just like summer when was the last time i changed my underwear my butthole itches yes i wonder if she has hemorrhoid cream she's got nice skin yeah and i'm like what is he thinking about yeah he's looking deep into your eyes <laughs> he's just like yeah you're like he's madly in love with me he's thinking about me walking down the aisle He's trying not to tear up right now, I can tell. Yeah, but men, <sighs> researchers have said different things. I've read a few different things. Mm-hmm. One says that the first six months, the guy will know if he wants to be with you. Then I, then that was debunked. And I read the first three months, the man will know if he wants to be with you. Then I read that within the first three dates or the first month, a guy will know if they want to see a future with you. So actually, And then what will they do? Because I feel like they fucking do the same shit for the next three lifetimes. Well, that's the thing when it comes to breakups, that you are going to keep breaking up until you find your person. And then hopefully it doesn't end, but then you keep <laughs> learning. Now when I meet guys and they make a joke about divorce, I say, there is literally no such thing in my vocabulary. It's either you stay with me forever or it's in, it's, you're in the ground. Really? You don't believe in divorce? At this point, I've waited long enough to find my person. By the time I meet this person, like you better just die. Because there's no way you're leaving me ever. Just why don't you, before you give me those divorce papers, die. But then I'm so <laughs> chill about other, I don't know how. It's like I have no emotions, no emotions, no emotions. And then I'm just a lot die. of emotions. Yeah. Die. <laughs> yeah. Once I get the ick. Yeah. It's flatline or it's jumping. Yeah. It's one or the other. That's I a cannot Scorpio. Be so Black Scorpio. or white. There's no gray. That's it. Yeah. Do you still believe in love? One thousand percent. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But I, I think, I don't know, because I was talking to somebody that I'm dating, and we were talking about like, do you believe in soulmates? Mm-hmm. And this is like a big question for me. Yeah. So I asked him, "Do you believe in soulmates?" And he was like, "Hell yeah!" And I was like, <laughs> "I'm so what?" <laughs> like, okay. Ding, 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 Should we ding, have ding. anal? He was like, "Great." So my pants are off. <laughs> my pants are off Should suddenly i'm wet <laughs> imagine you explain it this way but we were talking about like how you can have multiple soulmates yeah. and like your romantic partner doesn't necessarily have to be your soulmate but i i think whoever i'm gonna end up with i just want for us to be able to fucking vibe out like i never want to have to explain anything to you like i just want for you to just fucking get me and then i just fucking get you i love that and i think i forgot who i was having this conversation with and then i said i want that too but guess what you actually have to open up to that person and they have to continuously get to know you because i agree you're like but i just want to meet because i used to say that too i want to just meet someone they just get me yeah but how can they get me if i don't explain myself to them or if i don't say like hey by the way sometimes I act like everything's fine, but it's not. That's probably when I'm going to need you the most. That's what I want in my next relationship. I want support. And I want to be able to be my goofy self, like I said in the beginning. You want a best friend. I want a best friend. That's what I've learned over the years, Mm -hmm. that 
it's not uh, when you meet someone you're just like oh we're so passionate it's yeah that that doesn't last yeah it's the best friend because you have to grow old together and eventually Mm -hmm. everything's sagging you may not be having as much sex but (laughs) it's what i heard but it's your best and you have someone to talk to yeah you know i think i think that's I understand now that that's way that's what love is. It's yeah. not the other way around. And I do want to be wildly attracted to the person that I'm with. Like I want. But your to, attraction can grow. Right. Yeah. I want to be, and it doesn't have to be like physical attraction. I just want to be like I am so in awe of you and like us and what we've created. Yeah. Let's go bang in the bathroom. Same. I've never had a best friend in my all my exes, and I've always been in a relationship. They were never my best friend, and mm-hmm. now that I'm older, I realize that's what was really lacking for me. Yeah. And as I've grown and worked on myself, like I know that that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a best friend. I'm dying to just, just open up to someone. (laughs) I really want to open up. I just want to tell someone about what I'm going through for fuck's sake. Because instead I just have to be strong for everyone else. I can't do this anymore. Hold me. Hold me when I want to be held and leave me the fuck alone when I don't want anyone around me. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And don't take it personal when I need me time. When I need to be by myself. Yeah. Don't take it personal. Do you feel hopeful for the future? Yeah. Aww. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for who I'm going to be looking up at when I push this baby out. Yeah. <laughs> like yesterday. Going back to I that. Think it was, well, I think it was not yesterday, but you know, a little while ago was Father's Day. Yeah. And I just kept thinking like, who's going to be my baby daddy? He's so lucky to have me. Okay, I need to change my mindset to that. I literally started talking talking to guys who live in a different 10 hours away in a different country because that was my way of being accidentally emotionally unavailable where I felt safe like that because they're super far away and you know, if it doesn't work out, I just never met them so it's okay. Come and to think about it, I think all the guys in Raya that I have in common with you live in other countries. <laughs> sad. Like Frankfurt, Amsterdam. That makes Madrid. sense. Madrid. I think nor I think Ghana. mostly London. <laughs> London. Let's be honest. China. I mean China. Just obsessed with China. They're all in China. <laughs> you know what happens in China? Yeah. You know what happens. Um anyway, where can people find you? Oh, you could find me on Instagram or all social platforms at Cammie Crawford, K-A-M-I-E. And then Relationship airs every Friday on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Amazing. And also your show. Oh my god, yeah, I'm on yeah. this TV show called She's Catfish. Like, yeah, I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but there's a show <laughs> called Catfish. Yeah, it's on MTV um every Tuesday at 8 7 Central on MTV, Catfish. It's the bomb. Sports Illustrated. Woo! Catch me on your newsstands, baby. <gasps> yes. I'm everywhere. I try to be everywhere and nowhere at the same time because yeah. I like to be alone. <laughs> same literally same yes okay well thank you so much for coming on thank you did we adult we definitely adulted okay good yeah or almost almost yeah we're getting there okay but i'm excited to see let's see let's uh see where we're at six months from now let's see let's see whose baby am i gonna be pushing (laughs) out thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you next week love you bye bye